We are angry. We are outraged. We are screaming while simultaneously crying, morose, and heartbroken. This cannot be tolerated. This is not okay. The heat of the moment, the thrills of competition matter not. Using hateful, racially charged language toward anybody because the color of their skin is racist, irrespective of cultural backgrounds. At the beginning of the match, all players and coaches knelt in unison to combat racial inequalities and abuse, and yet just a few short hours later, hatred and vitriol was explicitly directed toward one of our players. The abhorrent language was heard among more than just the victim and the abuser, and the match was allowed to play on. This is unacceptable. This is letting racism persist among us. We are in full support of the club forfeiting this match as results in competitions matter far less than standing up for what is right. Learn to love more. Welcome to episode 16 of the Loyal Locals Podcast. My name is Jerry Jimenez, joined once again by Mr. Drew Steck. What's up, Drew? Yo, what's up? What's happening? A lot is up. A lot is happening, but we'll we'll get to it. A lot has has happened, really? Did I miss something? Hold on. You heard the beautiful voice of Mr. Steve Brokoff. What's up, Steve? You in there? Where are you? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. Yeah, right, man. I'm good. I'm good. Those were oh, yeah. Those were some uh, strong words, and uh, we're gonna get into that. Episode 16 is not gonna be the most fun podcast. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll make it. We'll make it fun. We'll make it fun. But we are touching on some things that are a little, a uh, little rough, a little bit uh, difficult to to talk about. But uh, welcome. Episode 16 is here for y'all. Uh, we. Are glad you are joining us once again. Thank you for being listening to the sounds of what, what band is this again, Steve? This is that Bucko Nine. Bucko Nine. He memorized it now. <laughs> Thanks. I totally forgot. My Town by Bucko Nine. I got I got a tattoo right here that says My Town Bucko <laughs> Bucko Nine. So <laughs> just in case. Uh, before every show, Steve, Drew, and myself write you My Town it. by Bucko Nine on our wrist. Just. Just to make sure we don't forget it. Um, now, again, welcome, everybody. We, we have a game to recap. Not the best of endings there against uh, Galaxy 2. We have a game. Uh, one more game left in the regular season as well. We'll probably talk a little bit about that. But uh, we're going to jump into a little bit more important things. And then maybe some Discord questions. Uh, if you don't know or haven't joined Discord for whatever reason... What is wrong with you? Drew, we'll touch on that a little bit later as well. I'm just going to yeah. get you up to date on it as well if you, for some reason, have not heard. If this is your first episode joining us, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, again, my name is Jerry, joined by Steve and Drew. The three of us are here for you. All right. Did you see how I made that rhyme? It's like Dr. Seuss. It's almost like I just finished reading a book to my so kid. Good. All right. <laughs> you guys want to just jump into it? <laughs> Recap. Yeah, the Galaxy Two. Just so we can get to the really important stuff. Uh, so, going into this match, our lineup uh, was a pretty nice one. There's a couple of different players coming in. Anybody want to hit the, what the lineup was real quick? Yeah, so same starting lineup minus two, um, minus two players. Uh, Stoneman was suspended from the last match, got a red card. Um, so, um, Emra Clemente came in at center back. 
just a like for like replacement. And then uh, Kempen sustained the injury as well. So he was out and uh, Austin Guerrero got the start um, who had seemingly been our number three all year, but he got the nod. So uh, happy for him. I think he played pretty well overall. Um, so, yeah, Finlinson not in, uh, Kempen not in. Uh, we had Guerrero and also a new player, which we haven't really talked about. So we're going to touch on him real quick on the bench, just in case we needed somebody to fill in for Austin. Philip Edrimaru on loan from LAFC. Uh, Minnesota native. He has made his rounds. Actually was a great goalkeeper, uh, gro- goalkeeper Sorry, in the USL 1 league last year. Uh, joining us as number 99 now. Welcome, Philip Edrimaru. Uh, excited to have him on board. And yeah, as you mentioned... You know, the, the yellow cards just keep flying at us, man. And in the last match, yeah. Stoneman goes out with the red. This one, we had another red, which we'll you know, touch on shortly. But, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six total reds. Two of them to one person in this match. I don't know, man. It, it, maybe we can touch on a little bit as far as, like, what is the reason for all the yellows? We do lead the league, if I'm not mistaken, Drew. Yes, and I think there was almost 11 total in that match as well. So obviously a bloody match, uh, you know, in that way, in terms of you know, drawing <laughs> cards, uh, if you will. So um, it is one of those kind of analogies where if, when you see it, that's, you know, kind of the color and, and where it goes. But um, it is, it's just because it's undisciplined. I'd also say after the restart, you got a lot of players who are not in the normal routine. Um, so I think there is a little bit to that in terms of hacking and the players that we're playing against. Some of the teams that we're playing against are very physical and like to get in our face, as we'll get to in terms of how the game outcome came to. But that seems to be where our team has not been pushed around, which is something you can say is great. They won't take it laying down. But there has also been tackles and kind of hits here that are a little bit behind uh, from both sides. And sometimes they seem to be called on our bright orange jerseys a little bit more than others. Uh, Maybe it is the orange, just kind of wearing something that's so brightly colored. But uh, I like to think that there's probably a reason for that, and it's it's probably just a consistent amount of having guys that aren't in the same positions shuffling around, and also making tackles that are a little bit harder than usual, um, that just aren't you know used to the game time, used to the repetition. That's that's kind of how I'll explain it. But at the same time, uh, it's you know usually means you're a physical bruising team, which was definitely something they said they'd play on as the outset. So no surprises, but. When you pile up the numbers, it is, it's a lot. It's a lot of yellows. It's a lot of yellows. As a matter of fact, I think you guys can all join me in this game that I've started playing a couple games. I'm sorry that I didn't actually mention this to y'all, but uh, every time somebody gets a yellow, you take a shot. So this one, of, this is like a new game for San Diego Loyal, you know, since we get to watch at home. Every time <laughs> one of our players gets a yellow, you take a shot. As a matter of fact, just to make it more fun, whenever anybody on the field gets a yellow, take a shot. So take does your shot. liver. There hey. you go. Easy as that. <laughs> Your liver will take a shot too. Talking about yeah. drinking, I'm having Emo Brown, the set is Mexican Imperial Coffee Brown L by our homies, oh, Los yeah. Compas, Los Compitas, El Compita, uh, over uh, Steve Garcia, by the way. Uh, fantastic gentleman. Go check out Emo Brown podcast uh, if you're into awesomeness. But he uh, he's uh, the host of a podcast that actually has some pretty cool South Bay people. Uh, it's in English and Spanish, so if you're okay with a little bit of Spanglish, check it out. Super, super chingon podcast. Uh, yeah, and shout out to our homies at uh, Three Punk L's Brewing Company. So that's what I'm having. What, what are you all drinking? I have a Mosaic IPA by Culture Brewing. Uh, phenomenal, Ooh. phenomenal stuff. My wife and I were down in Solana Beach this weekend. Stopped by, picked up some beer. 
uh, just just love that love what they do there. What? Look at this guy. I'm being basic today. Um, by basic, I mean it was what was put in my fridge for me um, by a person who's not a beer person, and they said this looked nice. I like the can, and it's a Mosaic IPA as well, Steve. So they were on that wavelength with Carl you. Strauss. But the Carl Strauss, uh, our friends over with the Red Trolleys, uh, this is their Mosaic, and uh, it's good. It's very solid. Uh, I think it won one of their kind of mid-sized brewery of the year awards as well. So um, yeah, cool, cool people. Good, good company. Always been around. It's always funny to think of them as mid-sized because when I was a kid, they were the big one, right? Like they're always the the big guys. Yeah. And now, now it's funny to think of it in perspective with Stone and everybody they're, else. You know, just yeah. just to pause for a second, they're always the forgotten, you know, brewers yeah. that's that were part of the original, you know. But they've been around. They were around, you know, Red Trolley before before um, Ballast Point. You know, they're like the originals, the Stone way before Alesmith. You know. But they make great beer, and, and they're they're often forgot about as people, the, some of the founders of craft beer here. But they yeah. are, they are still, uh, they deserve that respect. Yeah, I agree Not with a you. Great, yeah. So I was gonna say, oh, I, I was gonna say, always great. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Drew. Yeah, no, I agree with both of you. But I was gonna say, Steve, that uh, I agree with the whole being forgotten thing. I would never forget them because here's a little quick story. When I started surrounding myself by awesome people, and actually chose to. Uh, you know, who I hung out with, the majority of them were really good beer drinkers. I was starting to learn, and Red Trolley was kind of like one of those beers that I was like, yeah, this is a really good but not standard, normal, what a regular beer consumer would have. So I had Red Trolley, and then I had Off the Rails, and then it was I was Off the Rails. It was just basically completely straight into you know craft beer my palate changed forever uh and it continues to change and i think that's the one thing if you guys whoever's listening if you're like where is, where is all this beer these people are talking about and you kind of are interested and maybe your palate isn't you know like used to the heavier beers talk to us we'll help you out we'll give you some oh, recommendations sure. steve drew and myself uh are professional drinkers and so <laughs> whenever you know do you need a recommendation hit us up uh so yeah this beer is amazing. So let's Good move stuff. into uh, the forty-second minute because it was a, it's a back and forth, back and forth, kind of very similar to the uh, first game we get we had against Galaxy. But uh, what happened, Steve? By the way, I was working when this happened, but a foul was called in the box. A foul was called in the box against us. So our first club PK in history. Um, Rubio Rubin stepped up, placed the ball, took a couple steps back. And then a couple steps forward, took a nice long extended draw and just buried in the, in the corner that the keeper didn't go to. So very well done, PK, professional you know, pro- professional penalty in 2020, kind of a modern penalty with uh, the kind of that slowdown that makes the keeper commit one way and kind of see where he's going and just you know, kind of pass in the other corner. But good to finally get that PK. Uh, it's kind of unbelievable that we played, what, 14 matches before without one. Um, especially in USO where these refs have been terrible all year. So I think that there's something to be said about that. Yeah, absolutely. Finally get that, finally get that PK. Yeah. Get one for us. And, and Rubin is just a professional. You could tell just the way he delivered it, the way he went through the whole process was, you know, stellar. It, you, you really can't say anything else about it. It's what you look at in the EPL and some of these huge leagues every week. Somebody just steps up, has the right frame of mind and buries it. Uh, the, the one thing that was really interesting to me about that was, Generally, that they continued to hack away at us and continued to try and foul us, but it wasn't called nearly as much. I felt like the rest of the match, which was weird with it being called early up, 
you think they would have. Obviously, we had 11 yellows in the game, so it's a lot of yellows, um, or a lot of yellows overall. But um, maybe it was 9, not 11. But it, either way, it was a ton of yellows. But you would think that that would have been distributed a little bit more evenly based on the fact that they're the ones who got a PK. But uh, maybe sometimes in your head as a ref, you kind of weigh it out the other way, I guess. Uh, and it did, did feel like they almost got, hey, well, you got a PK, so maybe I won't call this one on you as much. Or that should have been a yellow with a couple of these hacks that he did give us a yellow for. So that is considered going forward, just kind of re-talking back to our yellow talk there. Yeah, you. so I was just trying to count them right now. Uh, Galaxy 2 had Cuevas got a yellow. Vas- Actually, their entire back line got yellows. Cuevas, Vasquez, Neal. And then Untiveros uh, got a yellow, but then ended up getting a red at the end. We'll talk about why in a second. Uh, Hernandez, number 53, got a yellow. No, not Chicharito. Uh, another Hernandez. And then in our team, we had Adams, Martin, Clementa, Martin, again, the other Martin, Colin and Elijah, and Ben Spencer. All with yellows. Uh, yeah. Really? Really? Like, I don't know, man. What are we doing? Okay, you kind of already mentioned it, I guess, a little bit, Steve and, and, and Drew, as far as why the yellows are coming. But I I strongly believe it has a lot to do with these refs just being terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. But some yeah. of this refing in USL, and, you know, granted, I'm newer to the league. I think you guys are a bit newer to the league as well. We're experiencing something where it's, it's new to all of us, and these refs are not necessarily. I mean, not like MLS refs are any better. To be fair, <laughs> it, is, it is an epidemic in the United States. Unfortunately, <laughs> we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of technical players. We don't have a lot of technical referees as well. I'll say that. I mean, it's to the core of our culture. We have a lot more passion sometimes than we do technicality, and I'd say that's true through our our development, and that it's also true in our. Uh, uh, when it comes to refereeing, for sure, it's at the youth level. There's some fantastic refereeing I've seen. There's also some stuff that when you get to the wrong person who's just in the wrong frame of mind, which seems to happen with these guys a lot, and and gals. And actually, I'd say the gals, the women uh, line judges, have actually been fairly the most consistent in the league. That when we usually have one, I'm like, thank God, they'll probably be better than whoever the guy was um, that that was assigned to this game, which has been fantastic. So great to see that, and I'd love to see more female officials calling the full game as well. Um, but in that sense, just more referees, right? The, the pool can't be that small to pull from. Just, any, just anyone who wants to come referee, um, we will take you because it does seem like there is just some really questionable decisions. And as I said, the hard tackle thing, it seems like if you tackle hard and you get the ball correctly, you're being penalized for it. And, and it does seem like they almost can't read the pace of the game sometimes. Yep. And that it's a little bit ahead of them. And that's, that's kind of where that comment was leading is that it just really isn't seem to be you know in their wheelhouse for whatever reason and that's a sign of the league getting better which is good but it's definitely a concern as a fan that some of these results are just taken away from you but it can be at the highest levels as well as you know if you watched my team last weekend uh, you would also see that based on refereeing and weird decisions so it it is up and down at all levels but the yellows and the kind of as i said hard tackling seems to be something that the league almost referees against hey drew i, I hear steve like Typing away over there. What what's what are you looking up, Steve? Yeah. What's going on? Oh no, I I, I completely agree. Um, I was just looking up when the Elijah's second yellow came, which was the 89th minute, versus when they the LA Galaxy scored their final goal. Yeah. Um, but I could I couldn't agree more about the, the referees. Um, Here's the thing, though, is I don't feel like if I'm being completely honest, some people have brought up VAR. 
I don't think that would help at all, especially with the no. refs that are there. Actually, as a matter of fact, they have probably the opposite effect of what we think VAR is supposed to do, which is help. I think this would actually hurt USL, honestly. But yeah, I what do you guys? I think? almost, I almost wonder because a lot of the decisions and a lot of the stuff is, it's just. It's not like VAR, like it's oh that was a blatant offsides or it wasn't a blatant offsides. And yes, that has happened, sure. But it, the majority, I think, of our complaints on the refereeing is more of those the bang bang plays, for lack of a better term. You know, it's it's the quick judgments that they just. Like, I think Drew, you said it perfectly that you know they just can't keep up with the pace of play. Yeah. You know, they can't process what's going on fast enough, and they're one or two steps behind, and they either say oh that's gonna happen that that definitely happened and then they make a call or they they, they kind of go uh you know I, I couldn't keep up no call and then they move on you know so it, kind of either or um it, 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 it's kind of remarkable to actually think about how many calls have been missed um and jerry i think i think you mentioned it i mean we all watch world soccer you know we all watch epl and bundesliga and Serie A and all these leagues and we're used to this kind of standard of refereeing and now we watch you know usl soccer and some basic play calls that we're so used to being got, you know, got ha, have made correct all of a sudden are, are messed up, you know, but you can't really blame it all on the rest. Sure. I think at the end of the Go day, down. you know, you can't at all. And it's best when you don't, because then you start really, you know, breaking down what the team itself is doing wrong. Because if you don't give the ref a chance to make, the bad call then i guess at that time i mean i don't know maybe i don't know drew what do you think i i, I feel like i feel like i was gonna say var var doesn't fix anything we yeah. saw it in epl this weekend bad and that was three bad refereeing decisions plus var right and then var not giving the letter of the law but not helping in a situation where it was already a bad situation and handing a game to one team who had been dominated whose first shot on goal was a penalty right that's the least that's the last thing you want from that kind of situation and in this case, we had something extremely similar, um, but I don't know if VAR would have pre prevented any of this, yeah. right, at all. It would have taken competent and clear refereeing decisions that were clearly not being made about 15 to 20 minutes into this game and then continued. So as you said, Jerry, I think it's partially that. I think it's partially the culture of the league to demand better of its referees as well. Sure. To say that pro referees is just not good enough and our pool is not good enough, well, then help develop referees, create referee academies, do whatever the hell you have to do, because this just isn't acceptable, and it's going to hold back the pace of the game and the and the, the growth of the game progress. forward. Yeah, the progress is, is definitely being held back in some regards, and especially this is case in point as to why the season can stop dead based on refereeing decisions regardless of how the players play the game. Well, it's pro referees, right? And you want to go on Twitter and uh, give them hell at pro referees. Uh, feel free we to sure do have. so. We have. Yeah, we have. But again, I just kind of bring it back to the fact that we can't, I mean, I guess we can, but we shouldn't blame it all on the refs. Right. You know, no. I think the club itself needs to do some things, maybe make some changes. I don't know. Landon Donovan, what do you think we need to be doing, man? We just have to make more soccer plays. Okay, got it. Oh, oh, yeah. We got to make more soccer plays, guys. Wait, yeah. is that what he said? That's we will, when after we finish this recap, we will dig into the referees more from what happened. Oh yeah, <laughs> but we can finish up. So I think Elijah got that second yellow, the 89th minute. They ended up scoring in the 91st minute, and I think that the two minutes in between was essentially uh, um, just overlap. Sorry, I was supposed to mute myself during that. They. Uh, uh, oh dang it! Hold on. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Elijah got that second <laughs> yellow after he kind of went studs up. 
um, out of frustration, I do not know. But studs up, he got that second yellow. On the restart, they essentially attacked the exact space he he was mm-hmm. occupying and did well all game. So our left back, their right flank, uh, they found space. They crossed the ball. They found the head of a guy, and they buried it. And that was the game that's, that tied it up. So pretty heartbreaking at the end of the day. You know, we had that game. We, we, we controlled the match fairly well from there. We won that game. We were in pretty. We were sitting pretty tight for the playoffs. I mean, again, a couple things had to happen, like I explained in the last podcast. But those things were not all that unlikely. So if, if that actually won, if we won that game, chances were, you know, things were looking up. That's um, the beauty of the beautiful game, you yeah, guys. It is. is it is the frustration that comes from losing the lead that you clearly should have the entire game, and should have kept through the entire freaking thing. Alejandro Alvarado Jr., shout out to him. Got his first goal ever for this club, by the way, in the 90th plus one. So there's that. Uh, but just real quick before we, you know, kind of jump into something else, I wanted to throw in there because it makes sense to fill it in here. Uh, Galaxy 2 played uh, Las Vegas Lights, and they were down 1-0, right? Galaxy 2 was down 1-0, and then they brought it up to 2-1. Well, guess what? Vegas gave them a little bit of taste of their own medicine and tied it up near the last, literally the last minute of the game mm-hmm. and uh, made it 2-2. So they felt a little bit of what we felt, except for there wasn't what happened in the 71st minute, which we didn't find out until later. Anybody want to yeah. add anything before we jump into this? Because this is going to take a little while. The the header was the header for their goal was definitely like playing FIFA where you see the other team get a red card and you're like oh I'm not even gonna hide that I'm doing this I'm gonna just go directly at like the computer doesn't care I'm just gonna be obvious and that's kind of how it felt like it was just like oh no they're gonna they're gonna go X button to the circle but oh no oh no it was yeah it was just he watching was it in slow motion was almost like no that's that's not they're gonna do it they're they're gonna do it and and it was very sad but it was it felt like a culmination of events where as you said we can't blame the referees fully because we did have chances we were close and we ended that as you said is the beautiful of the game is you got to put those away otherwise 1-0 is way more even dangerous than 2-0 because you're you're losing points once you get in those final five minutes if anything happens right and that's just kind of what happened here and we found out a little bit maybe as to that you know winding the story back further on but that, that was kind of my take on it was it was a, a very san diego type of play up as we've unfortunately come to know some of these uh what it felt like losses as ties uh in, in loyal land but and other teams have definitely felt like actual losses where you have the game one and then some inexplicable weird se- series of events creates a, a loss of points in this case yeah i think when we saw alvarado cocking his head back everybody was like no Than goal. But to give credit uh, where it's due, that 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 was a, a well constructed play by Galaxy. You, you where was Clementa though? They exploited the space that um, Elijah vacated with his second. Answer my question, Stephen. Where was Clementa? He was not where he should have been. He was hanging during. out with Morad, just chilling. <laughs> yeah, him and John Kempen were uh, over by the bench, I guess. So uh, yes. he wasn't with his current keeper. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> You okay? How are you the feeling? Only thing I'll add before we go. <laughs> Look, they just scored. See, we need you in here. That's what he said. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jeez. Uh. The only thing I'll add is that I think this is the first match since uh, kind of the new guys 
have come aboard that I don't think that any of them were men of the match. Oh, I agree. Uh, I yeah. think I think they all played well. I think Rubin, Barry, Guido, and Morad, I think they all played well. But I think Colin Martin was mm. certainly my man of the match. He was everywhere. He was stuck in. He was challenging, controlling the match, um, <clears throat> good on the ball, good under pressure, good on the turn. Um, I think he, he has evolved phenomenally over the year. Uh, so I think he was he was kind of my best player, and I, I just think it's worth noting that um, since since we've had these new guys, they've all individually stood out. That first one of the first matches, Barry had had his brace, and then Rubin scored. The game after that, Guido had a brace, and then the game after that, Rubin had a, had a hat trick, first half hat trick. So and now um, I, I think none of them really shone as bright as Colin did controlling the, the center of the pitch in that last oh, yeah. match. The law firm of Martin and Martin was strong in this game yeah. until the 91st. Yeah. But yeah, it was a very, <laughs> they, they gave it to Elijah, but I, I would kind of split hairs between the two. And obviously Elijah was important because of what happened. And so it's really hard to for me to, to split between the two just because of what, what occurred. But every time I would look down at my phone to check Twitter or check something else, I would snap back up and hear Colin Martin or Colin Martin and then snap up and see 17 on the ball. So definitely was just, you know, he is transcended, and it's it's really cool to watch, as you said, him open up with some other more talented players coming on and kind of giving him space to operate and giving him some cool area in which to show us how his game actually works, right, as opposed to trying to fill holes, which kind of felt like some of the earlier in the year and finding our place. Yeah, you know, when they gave, they gave Elijah Martin the uh, man of the match, highlights 186% of 50-50 balls, three interceptions, possession gained eight times, uh, red card. That's uh, pretty much what I should have said <laughs> for our man of the match. Hey, but on behalf of one Martin to the other Martin that really, honestly, Steve, should have been the man of the match because I agree with you, Colin Martin. Uh, Elijah Martin has a little a little uh, some, something to say to him. <laughs> yeah, we got new sounds on the soundboard. Uh, you can't, Carl, you shout out to Carl. If every, everybody that liked me up to this point, I would like to apologize. You will not like <laughs> me anymore. Uh, but that's all right. This is how I feel about it. So, <clears throat> moving on. Yeah, uh, Jerry, Jerry as the producer has gone from everyone's favorite to now everyone's woo uh, woo. Uh, who oh, gave man. me this board? Right, let's dig in. No one should have given me this power. Go ahead, Steve. All right, let's dig in. So uh, the <laughs> match well, occurs we Wednesday night over, right? Wednesday <laughs> night ended. We were yeah, mad. Ah, it should have been a draw. Uh, should have been night a draw. over. Yeah, there, Steve. He's helping you out. No, Drew, continue, please. You're doing a job. <laughs> oh no, Thursday. Well, Thursday goes on, and Friday. Friday, we get to Friday, and it's the weekend, right? It's going to be a great weekend, but uh, we, you know, there's going to be a few games that we're going to scoreboard watch a little bit. That's kind of our plan, and we we get a notice from the team. What what did the team tell us, guys? It, it was we're forfeiting. What? Yeah, wait, that, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. What do you that mean you're a- forfeiting? What are you talking about? You're forfeiting. That's a point. What are you talking about, Steve? What happened, yeah. Steve? So that was really the the conversation in, in in our in our group text with with the club the club liaison to us it was kind of like what i'm kind of confused and i think that was a lot of not a lot but some people's reaction was why are we forfeiting we earned that point irrespective you know kind of regardless of what what happened 
otherwise. But then the full statement kind of came out and it kind of hit us. It hit all three of us. And we, we texted separate like, wow, you know, this is powerful. This means something. They're actually taking a stand here. They're, they're not just saying we're forfeiting because of what happened. They're saying we're forfeiting because we don't accept what happened. This is not okay. You know, I, all right, I think, here we go. Um, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it uh, because it needs to be said out loud. Uh, San Diego, California, September 25th, 2020. We're recording three days after this, by the way. San Diego Loyal Soccer Club announced today that they will forfeit their earned point by forfeiting the match it played on Wednesday, September 23rd against LA Galaxy 2, which ended in a 1-1 draw following news that a racial slur was directed at San Diego Loyal player on the field during the match. Quote, we don't even want to recognize being a part of a match where these types of actions take place, said San Diego Loyal's chairman, Andrew Vasiliadis. The Loyal inner name is symbolic of the diversity in our community, and as a club, we will not stand for this. During the 71st minute of the match, LA Galaxy 2 player used a racist remark, the N-word, towards the San Diego Loyal player. Multiple referees, this is the part that makes me angry, guys. Multiple referees, LA Galaxy 2 coaching staff and players were in the area, several of which admittedly heard the exchange. The Galaxy player was not disciplined by LA Galaxy 2 coaching staff or referees, and SD Loyal coaching staff did not hear about the incident until the match was over. This is a really important part. Go back, watch the 71st minute. There is a little bit of a scuffle near the Galaxy 2 bench. So SD Loyal coaching staff was nowhere near that. However, there was clearly three yellow shirts, referees, right in the area when it happened. The incident happened at LA Galaxy 2's home field in Dignity Health Sports Park. Bloody, bloody, blah. That's not as important. Uh, collectively, the club takes this matter very seriously. And after learning about the situation in the locker rooms after the fact, the team believes they should have walked off the field with lack of discipline for this action. As a team, they have decided to forfeit the match. So literally, the reason they're forfeiting is because they would have done it if they would have known right when it happened. Exactly. So they're taking retroactive uh, <clears throat> action and saying, hey, if we knew and we heard that this happened and we saw no one took action, we're walking off this field. Right. So that's why it happened, by the way. And that is why they're forfeiting the match. Uh, quote, if there's anything we have learned during the last few months with all the racial injustice matters that have occurred, we have to take action that have consequences when these matters occur. And that was uh, Warren Smith, president of San Diego Loyal. I am proud of this organization, its ownership staff, and especially our players for wanting to take such action. Uh, I will let you guys chime in, but I just want to say one thing. I am so proud of this club. I am so immensely and just overwhelmed with pride at the stands that we took as a club. The fact that every single player, every single staff member, everybody decided as a whole, we are taking a stance. This is not okay. And we are going to make a statement because this is not okay. And we're going to put our uh, actions where our mouth is, right? It's like we say this, we talk a lot about how we're about this, we're about that. Now is the time to actually stand up and they actually did it. Which in this world right now, in the, in the world that we live in, is so, so important. That's, yeah. that's all I have to say on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean... I I couldn't agree more. I mean, they, they did something. They, they they did something. They're in the midst of a playoff race. Even this point would vault 
you know, not fault them, but it would it, it's something for them to stand on as a chance to make the playoffs. And making the playoffs undoubtedly raises their profile, raises their fan base. It does everything. But they said, nah, you know, none of that matters as much as taking a stand, as doing something, as doing something. We They took a sacrifice. And, and, and in order to, to make giant leaps forward, you have to take small steps backwards. And they took a small step back and said, look, my season, this season, San Diego Loyal season, is far less important than taking a stand and saying, this is not acceptable. This is not okay. I don't care if we won one point. I don't care if they won three points. They would have walked off that pitch right then and there, just like LA Galaxy should have, just like the refs should have red carded that player right then and there. But none of that happened. And the only thing that happened was that San Diego Oil first and foremost came out and had a statement and had action they took on the incident that occurred. Not this, not the USL ban, you know, or suspending them six games. None of that. That that should not be acceptable. Not LA Galaxy taking 12 hours to come out with something, and it being the simplest thing, saying we've parted ways with the player. None of that. They they came out and said, we are taking action. This matters to us. This matters to us as a community. This matters to us as a club. This violates our values as a club. This is against what we stand for. Um, and I I agree, Jerry. I couldn't be more proud of of what they did they did something they didn't just say something they did something and that means something to me that means something to you that means something to all of our listeners i hope this wasn't about a point this is about taking a stand and i'm so proud to to stand by them on this how could anybody ever think that a point is worth more than a human life and that's what we're kind of talking about now is we need to love each other more and be better than than how we have been. And I think it hurts me a little bit more personally because the player that did this, the person that actually said something was Latino, right? And and I'll talk a little bit more about that, but I want to give Drew an opportunity to actually tell us how he feels about it. Yeah, Steve got to put out a statement, which was fantastic and awesome. And from his words, and, and there was kind of some some discussion around it but it was definitely his words in a lot of ways which i enjoyed and i I felt like was fantastic i haven't got to say my piece so here it is um fuck those words uh fuck words that make people hurt um i'm gonna dial it back and i'll end i'll start where warren ended the statement which is hope and uh and proud uh pride uh i'm 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 hopeful that we can build something like loyal that stands for more that makes people see um, there is a lighthouse. There is a place that we will uh, conquer, and we will use light to root out darkness. And we you will, you know, make uh, people who do evil things to other people not be welcomed and ostracized from society to the point where they can't function anymore. That is that is the hope and the goal of where we are going with this, right? And, and rooting out hate. However, um, on the other flip side of that. These kind of things have power and people, when they use them, they know they have power. And so trying to negate or belittle or act like this is not a big deal, when in reality, if you watch back where it happened, as Jerry and I said, don't make it as uprooter film, Drew, because you're going to just keep analyzing it. But I watched it a few times and really there is a, a scenario where the player gets on top of the other player and shouts something into that player's ear. And there was several people around who are in, in position to make the right call and they all were in in position having a conversation and none of them had the right conversation, right? They all walked away having the wrong conversation. And the goal next time is to get them to have the right conversation. Doing nothing 
And by doing nothing, I mean doing the standard, releasing a player or just going ahead with whatever. And, you know, it, it was bad and it was despicable, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we, we had this thing happen. It wasn't great. Releasing some stuff and maybe maybe making a big deal, but not doing something and actually forfeiting a point and saying we don't engage and we don't if we won't we won't want people to look at the history books and say we engaged in a match where they allowed not only an opposing fan right and, and we'll see how that changes when we get into stadiums but we won't allow anyone organizationally involved with our opponents to express that towards one of our players or towards our organization in a way that we don't find acceptable we will not engage with you on the field and i think that that has a certain amount of power to it. I think behold, withholding always almost has more power than um, sometimes going above and beyond because you're almost temperamentally taking, as Steve said, a sacrifice from yourself. And that's where the, the I'm not cool. I don't have hot takes. Obviously, there's not hot takes, right? These are things I think everybody believes in. But one of the things I've always said is that loyal is not a name. It is not when we did the whole naming thing and we all went through and we put in names. You can go back to our naming podcast and listen to that stuff. We, you know, loyal to me always stood out as a a bigger name, and it's a ballsy name to choose because it's a promise. It's it's not just a word that's just a word. It stands for something, and it's very strong, and it has very strong connotations to it, right? It's not cheap, and you can't just throw it around. And this club has, to me, um, lived that, even though there's limitations to this year and the reality that we're in. They have lived that to every inch that they could. Um, when it comes to their values and when it comes to their core of what they want to make themselves about to people. So I am, again, extremely proud. Thanks for letting me rant and say my piece. But uh, it's very much what Steve said less eloquently and uh, more from my heart. But Jerry, I really want to get to hear how you feel because, again, it's, to me, I, I'm just a white dude here espousing how I feel and have so much heart for so many other people. But to me, it's you know it's hard to to find context for, but I'll let you kind of try and give me some some as well in terms of just trying to make the love grow and, and pushing out the hate, man. No, I 100% agree with you, brother. And here's the thing. Is when you're talking about our club and, and the fact that loyal means something, the way that it is, uh, the, the, the way we see the name has a lot to do with what all of us have laid down as groundwork what not just leadership every single one of you that is listening to this right now everybody that has been a part from the beginning and pushes on the club to represent us that's the reason why the club is reacting the way that it's reacted it's because we've set presidents and said hey this is how we are this is who we are this is how we want to be represented we're multicultural we are a bunch of men and women that really feel like this is going to be our community and we want everybody and i mean everybody to feel welcome and i think they know that and the reason that they reacted the way that they did which by the way was absolutely the right way to react is because we have created that culture already which is really honestly kudos to everybody that is listening because if you feel the way that we feel, it's us that are doing this with the club together. It's not just the club. The club people, the, the, the I should say the members in the club are going to come and go. We are going to be here forever. And I will forever say that because it gives you the feeling of worth 
being worth something within this club and you are worth something within this club. And as I mentioned earlier, Drew and Steve, it really hit hit me because it was Omar Ontiveros, number 57 from uh, Galaxy 2, who made this statement. Um, and a little bit of behind the scenes, uh, I understand that Ontiveros used as an excuse that this is just a normal way of talking for him, where he comes from, how he was brought up. And I can tell you from experience that this is actually not a lie. However, it is not okay. It is never okay to make somebody else or to say something hurtful, just like Drew said, to say something that is going to hurt somebody in such a way like the N-word. And especially coming from a Latino, a person of color, it, it's just, it is wrong and it's not okay. And I really feel like this is an opportunity for us as Latinos, those of you listening that are of color, people of color, to really accept that, yes, some of our cultures, unfortunately, some of our families have some racism in it. And our parents will say, oh, that's just how we talk. That's normal. I've heard it from my own parents. And I hate to admit that, but it's the truth. And it's just the way that we were brought up. But it's not okay. It is not okay. Unfortunately, right now in the world that we live in, white people are the ones that are getting the majority of the hate, right? They're the racist. Any little thing that they say, all of a sudden, it's racism. Well, guess what? It's on us as well, people of color. And we're the ones that are doing the worst job at it because we feel like it's okay for us to do that. And it's not. And I'm sorry if I'm ranting, but I feel like if you want to talk to me or if you feel like there's something that you don't agree with, let's have a conversation. And that's why we bring you this podcast to begin with is to build conversations, to start conversations. One like this one, especially in the world that we live in, if you don't want to have it, if you feel uncomfortable, I'm sorry, dudes and dudettes. Look around you. Like, read the room. This is the type of conversations we should be having. Yeah. And these are the types of conversations that we need to be having. So for all of you that are listening, for all of you that feel the same way that I do, uh, I just want to say that it's up to us to make to make the difference. It's up to us to make a change, to, to really, really stand up and, and do something about it. When you hear something, say something. Don't wait, you know, for 48 hours or whatever it was to make a statement, a quote-unquote statement, you know, that step up and say something. When you see it happening, if you know it's wrong, say something, do something. It's just call ourselves out. That's the biggest thing, too, is we're not calling ourselves out. And we just have to start doing it. And I feel like this is a perfect example of that. Nobody called them out because they're like, oh, this is normal. And it's not. It should not be normal. It's and no it, longer it's it's no longer acceptable for anybody to say that's how we talk or this isn't a big deal or it's just in the heat of the moment or whatever. These are hateful, hurtful words that have horrible historical context. Horrible. And I don't care what you think your excuse is. It doesn't matter. 
it's nope. not going to fly anymore. So same as, same as our section, right? Uh, our yeah. rules in our oh, section are, thank you. are the same thing, right? And yes. even before the last few months, we we were very strong and had a game plan in play, and we will continue to seek that game plan through and probably enhance that game plan and double down on that game plan for when we do get back in the stands uh, to make sure that people feel comfortable and that th- that kind of language is not used against people in a way that makes them feel like they're not welcome or that they're not let into our section in a way that makes them feel like it's home instantly in a place that they can, you know, grow to love or feel loved instantly. Because that, that to me is the thing that ultimately has led all of us into what we're doing now and talking about this and loving this game the way we do is because people said and looked at us and said, Hey, you're accepted here and you're wanted here. And I think that that's something where, again, for, for us and, you know, kind of moving forward, how do we do it, do this? And, and that's something we can take control of is being able to, to make that, you know, use positive speech and use positive terms together uh, that really help out with that. So, yeah. Very well said. So, yeah, really well said. Thank you. Uh, the idea here is not to come off as like scolding or you know what i mean like i'm not trying to yell at you guys i just i'm hoping that somebody wakes up somebody listens and is like you know what i hadn't thought about that but maybe i've said some things and and i can be better that's that's it if one of you feels that way i'm i'm happy if one of you agrees with us i'm happy uh it just we have to change ourselves and and we have to change our mentality and and uh Change the way we, we approach it, certain things. We have to make it common to talk about this amongst us, amongst peers, amongst you know each, each other. When we hear it, it's not, ah, it's not a big deal. It's, wait, that's a big deal because we're all saying it's a big deal, right? It's, a, it's, it's the commonality of it that's, that's swept it under the rug for hundreds and hundreds of years, and it still persists today. Obviously, it played itself out on the soccer pitch just last week. We have to start framing the conversation differently, and that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to normalize calling people out and changing the perspective on it because it's no longer acceptable. It's hurtful, and we it, things have to change. You know, How long has this been happening with, with the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality? Police brutality has been happening so much longer. Uh, police brutality against black people have been happening so much longer than just the Black Lives Matter movement, but that's brought it to light and look what's happened. And and we're calling for racial justice for Breonna Taylor and so many more that I can't list off the top of my head, but there are, we have to change, things have to change. So have these conversations with your friends, let us know, we'll have these conversations with you because this is no longer acceptable. When racial slurs are just used on a soccer pitch in the 71st minute like it's no big deal it just can't take it anymore so galaxy 2 came out you know like uh, it, it took them a lot longer than it should have let's just put it that way and their statement was la galaxy 2 have mutually agreed mutually agreed to part ways with defender omar ontiveros that's it la galaxy 2 have mutually agreed to part ways with defender omar ontiveros not we're sorry this hmm. happened. Uh, this is not who we represent. And this was from Galaxy 2 Twitter. That's it. By the way, Omar Ontiveros uh, made himself private on all social media and has yet to make a statement of any sort about what happened. He has not apologized. 
He has not done any of that. Uh, Galaxy themselves as a club has not made a statement. It was only through the Galaxy 2 Twitter. Yeah, the, and the only other statement I saw was through Kevin Baxter, who's an LA Times reporter, and he came out on Twitter a couple days ago and said, LA Galaxy's statement on the release of Omar Ontiveros. After a thorough review of the incident that took place during the LA Galaxy 2 San Diego Loyal match, LA Galaxy 2 has mutually agreed to part ways with defender Omar Ontiveros. LA Galaxy 2 stand with communities of color and especially the black community in the fight against systemic racism, social inequality, bigotry, and violence. Our club has no tolerance for racism or bigotry of any kind. But that wasn't through their official channels. That was through an LA Times reporter. And that just comes off to me as weird. Uh, and maybe I'm overthinking it. Drew, you want to either talk no, me down or read I'm, lo- I'm looking at the tweet right now, and it doesn't look, it looks like he took it off his scratch pad, right? It doesn't look like he's making an official statement for the club. It looks like, oh, I'm putting this out as the reporter who's going to put it out first to, you know, get quoted and get the byline, but not necessarily because Galaxy is going to put this out in an hour from their official channel or something like that, right? And it still took them, you know, a while to be able to put that in there, as well as, they have still not acknowledged any, if you did not, if you're just scrolling through their Twitter and you just saw, oh, they released a player. That's all you would see. That's all you would know that happened between the last match, if you didn't look at the replies to their, to their posts, uh, which are not great uh, for whoever the admin is. And I feel sorry for them, but they're working for an organization who is not cop to their own you know, behavior. Uh, it, he was wearing an LA Galaxy shirt, as far as I'm concerned, when he said those words on an LA Galaxy field in front of LA Galaxy coaches. And the fact that they don't want to say a word about it pretty much indicts their behavior. I I don't know anybody who pleads the fifth because they're innocent. I'll put it that way in a court, in a very nice court term. And I'll say it in a street term of, uh, you know, th- at this point, they are, <laughs> they are bordering on, you know, not snitching on each other, which... When you committed a hate crime on a field, uh, which is essentially what a racial slur thrown from one player to another in a physical format where they're physically combating each other, um, you know, could probably be seen uh, or, or technicalized as that's that's beyond moral comprehension for me. And that is something that is I just don't understand if I was part of that organization and part of that group. And even if they want to compartmentalize and say it's low dose and the rest of LA Galaxy is this way. That's even worse. That even means that you're not willing to own your entire organization in a way that has stands up for certain morals and causes and kneels for a reason and puts Black Lives Matter in the back of your jerseys for a reason and all of those things. If, I, if I'm a black player, I have several reservations about continuing to play for this club in light of the fact that they did not protect their own players or protect their own club from this and saying that we don't want him part of our club and we don't we abhor this. Uh, completely as a club, considering that they've taken action strongly against it in the past from a first team perspective. So again, I I deplore or I implore them. Why wouldn't you strongly come out against this in a way that now has passed by and now just seemingly with each day will get worse and worse to the point where they think it will will forget. I, I made this joke earlier with some people. I think there's something in the air in Carson. Maybe it's the fumes that makes people there think that people in San Diego will just forget about stuff not sure what it is up there specifically in the zone of carson but people think we're just going to forget and i 
I will not. I, I, no. this, if anything, this this will remind me as to why I never rooted for that organization. And, and just happenstance wasn't, but like things like this, just little things that just didn't feel checked as boxes, right? And it adds and up now as, yeah, I just can't, I can't root for them as a whole group, which is sad as a Southern California soccer fan. You want to see players develop and get better and go places that are good, but it really taints my entire taste of that whole group, <laughs> like entirely. Yeah, and I just think timing is everything, right? I mean, we we had to take the lead on this. And, and how, not only like how shameful, but how embarrassing is that, right? Like, yeah. can you imagine if, if one of our players did that? I think that night our club would have cut them. They would have had a statement out either that night or early the next morning. At least I hope so. And if they didn't, we would hold them to that standard, right? If we had got wind of that or, or heard it on the broadcast or in, in any manner, right? I mean, the, the victim had to step forward yeah. and the victim had to do something and the victim had to take a stand. And like, how shameful is that, right? Something, something it's else broken. has to be done about it, but yeah. what... I just, I don't know. And another point I did want to make before we, we get too far in time is how many other clubs in USL came out um, and supported us, um, us as in San Diego Loyal in, in, this, in the action and the statement um, from our own group, Orange County Soccer Club, Phoenix Rising, both, you know, these are just replies via Twitter, but I think there's something to be said about, you know, they all said, you know, much love, support from here. We, we're, we're behind you. We back you. I'm going to continue on down the list. Austin, Reno, New Mexico United, Oakland Roots, uh, Louisville City. Those are all from Useful Championship. And even hometown 1904 FC, who are undoubtedly, um, you know, debatable competing with fans for, for punching up for know. sure. Yeah. Sure. But I think there's something to be said about them kind of speaking out and going, yeah, well done. We applaud you. We're behind you on that. Uh, totally. I, I, it means something that that many other teams, and maybe there's more. This is just what I saw. I saw the whole Western Conference, hour, actually. Yeah, yeah, my half an hour, you know, pre-podcast gathering. But I, I applaud those clubs for coming out and, and and supporting us because I think it's number one the right thing to do, but number two, it says something. It means something to to what they speak for, what they represent, and who they are too. So shows precedent I, too in the future. Those same clubs signed up now. When something happens, hopefully never again. But if it does, you know, like we we all know how to react, and we all have a precedent now of what what happens here and how we're going to handle it, and immediately not let that in our clubs. And hopefully that that's that's how we get to yes, right? Sorry, Jerry. No, not at all. No, that's you know, pretty much where I was going. Also, but um, I mean, clearly this got the attention of the national media. There was a few people that tweeted out. Uh, in response, not just teams, but also some people that have a little bit of pull within the soccer community. Uh, there was an article on ESPN, you know, where it said, you know, San Diego Loyal is going to be forfeiting these points. And then I don't remember exactly who from USL office was like, yo, 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 wait, 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 wait. Actually, um, they can't quite forfeit because if it affects other teams that are doing the right thing, then we can't have them forfeit a point because that's not fair to the other teams. Right, Steve? Yeah, so that's we, the quote is, we completely support the spirit of Loyal's decision, quote, said Madden, the USL vice president for oh, communications. That guy. What we, what we would need to decide as a league is whether there would be any unintended adverse consequences for teams that have done things the right way. Mm-hmm. Well, I do understand that. There's a committee that they need to meet and they need to debate whether they, you know, 
accept foils forfeit or don't. Um, I, I think it's it's far less important than Loyal's intention. They intend to forfeit the points, whether they're actually given to them or not. Um, and they've made that very publicly known, obviously with the statement and everything. So uh, what happens with the league? We'll see. I, I, and I think the behind the scenes of that is that the league says clubs cannot unilaterally decide if they forfeit points that comes from this committee and there there's structure, there's bylaws, there's rules, there's people, there's committees that have to govern. And I get it. I, I, I just, I hope they do the right thing and they grant the forfeit with the spirit that loyal d- desire. Yeah. Yeah. I, so apparently I we don't even have that power either. We can't even forfeit our own damn game. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Well, that and obviously the, the the benefiting party here would be LA Galaxy in the form that if they take three points because we forfeit, that would be incorrect. So possibly what they do is a seizure forfeiture where they give them you know only one point based on the outcome of the game and they forfeit our single point, which would probably be the correct outcome, right, based on the result and then us forfeiting in in posts, right? Um, and so or or just negating the entire game. I think that would also be fantastic based on the spirit of what our club is trying to do. But Orange County, obviously hanging in the balance, is waiting on bated breath and saying, why don't they just forfeit everybody's points, right? That would be great for us. So I, I yeah. think there is kind of different different uh, ideas at stake. And you know, from a technical standpoint, it's all, as Steve said, mi- minced words. They're not really for us at this point. You know, If it puts us back in the playoffs, great. I don't really care. Uh, it'd be great, but at the same time, that's not what this is. This the conversation's about. This conversation is ending, and hopefully, they honor our request and yep. and make that make sense. But uh, those are the scenarios as to which people want to claim stake or at least kind of push their way into the conversation for sure. This committee is going to get together, and they're going to be like, uh, for any anybody uh, you know against this. No, okay. For all of yeah. you that are yay, yeah. um, we're not going to say yay anymore. We're gonna we're gonna say. <laughs> All right, so uh, you know, anybody agree with just uh, letting San Diego Loyal forfeit this point? <laughs> All right, we're good then. All right. <laughs> the you, the woo so woo's more. <laughs> what? One more? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's Elijah Martin, by the way. Yeah. So one more thing that I'll, uh, I I want to <laughs> emphasize before we move on is um, the refs. The refs were there. The refs heard it. And the refs did nothing. Yep. Um, and that, beyond any call or any missed call or any missed offsides or tackle or yellow card or red card, is the most egregious, unacceptable thing I've I've ever seen. Wow. Um, I, I One of our faithful listeners and faithful members, Jeff Barger, um, he is the referee, um, has refereeing experience. So I asked him in response to in, in our Facebook group, um, like what's like what are the actual like laws like the rules of the game, what what does that mean like, what's the legality here? And he came back and said it's covered in law twelve and it's a send off offense, quote using offensive, insulting, or abusive language and or gestures. Um, so they were well beyond they they could have covered their own asses by sending the player off and they still did nothing. They were just complacent and complicit in hearing the racial slur and letting the game go on just like it was. And even more in that, the, their coaches supposedly heard it and did nothing even more. 
Um, I can only imagine if Landon or Nate or anybody on our coaching staff had heard that Rachel slurf from one of our players, they would have pulled the player immediately, even if the player wasn't red carded. I know I certainly would if I was a head coach or a manager of a club. So there's a lot of shame to be thrown around and this, this just everybody needs to be better. It, it, it saddens me. It angers me that the game just ended like it was no big deal. And only in the two days later, it comes out. Things need to happen then and there. It needs to be an immediate reaction, like a visceral, emotional reaction to hearing that word. And it's so sad to me that it's just so numb. I just, I want for better. You know, I think I tweeted out somebody, actually, shout out to Hector uh, Trujillo, said something about, why are we forfeiting you know it should, they should be forced to forfeit their point and blah 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 and i tweeted back with something like that's the problem is they shouldn't be forced this shouldn't even be a thought on their mind this should be something that just immediately happens just mm-hmm. like steve said it should be an yeah. it should be a reaction that just occurs that is the problem here that they did not react the way that they should have right away so clearly they're not, you know, really acting the way that they say they feel, which is, yeah, we, you know, support the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, we want to be a part of change, blah, 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 blah. And that's literally what I hear from them now is blah, 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 blah. It's just they're saying things, but they're not actually doing anything. Our club, however, did something, you know, that matters, something that actually stands for something. Like, we're willing to lose our opportunity to be in the playoffs our first season because we want to stand for something more. So, I'm looking at it right now, and I will say as well that um, when he gets taken down before that happens, it was a foul on their team, and then they awarded them a free kick following. So these referees were not only horrible in that decision of what happened in that moment, they lost context for the entire game in that moment. Yeah. Um, they they obviously clearly did not understand the task ahead of them and uh, failed miserably. And hopefully uh, other people can learn from their mistake and, uh, and be able to, and hopefully they can. Hopefully they can utilize this to be better referees themselves and be, you know, stop that before it happens. Cut off a player when they see them maybe getting a little bit dicey with language and saying, hey, you know what? you're not going to want to say anything else because I'm going to have to throw you out of the game and then, you know, possibly have to have to show that because they know where it goes. And that is my hope. But yes, it is very clear that this is a situation where, as you said, I think our club is, um, you know, doing the amazing thing, but in the, the, the clicking in the future is hopefully just that it's automatic and it's almost like a knee reaction, right? You, you hit the knee and then the foot pops. And that's hopefully the idea here in terms of, you know, seeing and hearing that and and making that kind of judgment to an instant um, visceral thing. And there's a whole table of people there too. And to think how it would have been different if it was just maybe 20 yards the other way. It's, it's, yeah, it's huge. How, uh, dude, it would have made a big difference. And I I really, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm bummed out. But at the same time, you see the reaction from people and it was the right reaction from people on social media, right? Jimmy Conrad came out and said, thank you to San Diego Loyal for taking a stand and showing all of us, especially the sports world, how these situations should be dealt with moving forward. Uh, Grant Wall said, admire the stance taken by Landon Donovan, San Diego Loyal by refusing to accept the point. 
they earned in a game where their player was targeted with the N-word by LA Galaxy 2's Omar Ontiveros, who has been suspended six games by the USL. I believe that's the most the USL has ever suspended any player for um, for racial uh, comments. Uh, Should have been forever. I think I mentioned it earlier, but USL does not have the power to unilaterally terminate a player's contract. Yeah, it's it's that a has team. To be by the club, so that's I think I think what Jerry said is right. That's the most that they have ever and can ever do yep. uh, by their laws, by yeah. the CBAs and all you know other legal agreements. Exactly. But I think that's the maximum that yeah. that the league could technically do. So cut them technically, black, but, but keep in mind that no, the totally. league owns right. everybody. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. like MLS. The league can make up so, new rules whenever it feels like it. But in that term, as, uh, as Steve said, when it comes to player contracts, I think that is negotiated. And that is something you can't just change right. year to year in terms of discipline. Usually that's negotiated in during those periods. Yes. And then so, and then another blah, 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 boring legal. Stuff. Another locally <laughs> famous uh, tweeter, uh, Mr. Craig Elston. That's the boss. Um, yeah, I love that. love that quote. Jerry, boss. Jerry's boss. boss. Couldn't Other be boss. more proud to support this organization. Plenty of teams talk about it, but this is walking the walk. So there's uh, I, I, that hits how you know that hits home mm-hmm. directly, especially from a guy who works for a sports organization and knows how these things work. I, I think it meant a lot to see Craig say that and kind of sub kind of out and subtweeter and join the conversation as well. It meant a lot. <laughs> uh, Drew posted a gif of uh, Power Rangers beating up. Uh, I think it's one of the uh, what's that kids show? Yeah, it's like a, one of those like cats or something. But yeah, it's no, like a, it's from a it's kids show. Though. You came to yeah. the wrong hood, dog. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's us, it's us to racist. Us to racist. Uh, yeah. Don't be it's racist. It's power so nobody dies. It's fine. Don't we be. Just send them to that. Don't be racist, please. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's enough. We we got to get this going. We have some yes. questions. Discord, Drew. Discord. How do people join Discord if they're not? yet a part of discord it. if they don't join they can always email us just email the uh, admin at the locals sg.com or you can find us on twitter or instagram any of our accounts if you us on DMs. yeah i slide in those dms and then uh we'll slide you back <laughs> with an invite that's that yeah. simple they're 24 hour links the idea being that you get it and you should join so if you're asking us for a link you should use it if you're if you're asking us for a link twice it's it's you know whatever so when you get a link just join i have the app ready to go it's fantastic we're getting we got about a fifth of our membership in there already we're looking to get even more of you in there uh and the goal would be in the off season to make this our clubhouse our place that we can hang out and talk locals and loyal when maybe it feels like other parts of the internet have gone a little bit gray uh we'll be there for you and we'll always be talking local and there's been some fun padres other sports chat too so if you're just looking for a community of san diego fans uh, obviously, you can play a place for soccer, but playoffs, but playoffs. <laughs> There's a couple teams in the playoffs this year in Southern California. It's going to be pretty exciting. So, uh, yeah, we're we love Discord. We love Discord, and we love uh, everybody who's been on Discord and asking us questions here. Yeah, yeah uh, we, I, I, I wanted to say real quick that uh, here's the process you take. First, you go to Twitter and you at Punk Rock Paint. You send him a nude picture of yourself. <laughs> At Pun Rock Paint on DMs, and then right after doing that, it could be a drawing too. A drawing. You you sent Drew, Steve, or myself a message that says "Done." Get me into Discord again. Nude to at Punk Rock Paint, and mm-hmm. then it could be self portrait, mm-hmm. and then done. Period. Get me into Discord, and we will get you in there. I promise. It is totally worth it. Um, so that's what you want to yep. do. That's how non-members get in. So if you're a member, we'll just send you the link. But yeah, if you're a non-member, that is how you do it. 
Mm-hmm. There's a and pro- if you remember, a if you just want to, if you want a fun way of doing it, that's the fun <sighs> way. And then once we're done not being able or not being able to hang out, and we're no longer social distancing, then you will be jumped into Discord uh, accordingly, depending. On <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. That's not gonna happen. It'll uh, be a man. I condone this action. Ste- yeah. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen, you can't fight. So it's like you get a lion, a witch, <laughs> and a war, and you put them in a wardrobe, and then you go to the British countryside. With children during World War Two, <laughs> uh, re- yeah. it is That's a special Discord. club Discord. It All right, let's really get to difficult. these. Let's get to these questions. Let's get to oh, these okay, questions. Thanks, I will Steve. pose this one. Yeah. So, oh. what are your top five away trips once the world is back to normal and safe to do so? I will, Jerry. I will throw this to you first. Woo! Vegas, baby. <laughs> yeah. Vegas. As far as the trip goes, for well, sure. Well, because uh, shout out to Electric Company, who have been very good people and good friends and uh, good sports about everything, uh, and their team is terrible. So it's you know it, it just it, it's a sure win when we go over there. It's a sure fun time, uh, and uh, I really just house. want to, I yeah. want to just walk around uh, watching my club while holding a uh, you know three foot uh, high margarita in my hand. That's oh that's yeah, the dream. Oh yeah, drill. Covered in glitter. Um, yeah. I'll, what? Uh, <laughs> Never. Well, they just shoot off glitter during the games and all over the city in every sure establishment. Drew, not yeah, that's exactly what you mean. So, yeah, I for me, I think I'm actually <laughs> excited to go to Sacramento, kind of. Um, I think it'll be really fun as far as the game aspect goes uh, to be able to go in there, kind of an established club, have the Warren tie-in, but also see ourselves maybe, you know, in a mirror grown up in a few years. So, there, there is that element, but just as teams go, hopefully a more competitive match on the field than the molasses we saw out there this year. That was not a fun game to watch, but uh, two good clubs uh, that have, you know, one coming up in USL, one that has helped bu- buoy this western half of the, the country. And that would be, you know, Sacramento as a city is a, is a pretty fun place to go out and have some good beer as well. So would definitely enjoy that uh, for me. Steve. Yeah, and, yeah I mean, I think. I think the easy answer is Vegas, and I think that's so true. Man, Vegas, mm-hmm. how fun would that be? Is dude, you have to change it up, bro. Top friends, five. Yeah, that's why I chose Sacramento. I would have said Vegas too, Steve. Top five, yeah. dude. Come on. Change it. Change it. We need some um, I will say Oakland Roots. That that should be Ooh. a super fun away. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to shout out New Mexico. I think Albuquerque would be a super fun place to go. Myself, personally, I've I've been flying to and from Phoenix for work for the last three or four years. Um, I've been on a long-term project that's based out of Phoenix. I love my project, but the travel has been what it's been. So I've gotten to know the Phoenix area pretty well. So as much as we've talked trash on the Phoenix area, um, that would be a fun away trip for me just because I've gotten to know it so well. Um, I will also say, also say the lesser ones, um, Portland, Portland, Portland Timbers too. Oh, yeah. Drew, I know you've had, you've had some experience in the Portland area. We got fans I, up in Portland. You probably got listeners up there. I would love, yeah. We have some capos in the Portland. The Portland trip to fly, you know, fly away. Um, Seattle, Tacoma area is always super fun to go to as well. I mean, the possibilities just keep going. Okay, you did more than five. In a normal, in a normal season, yeah, yeah. In a normal season, I mean, we're playing every Western Conference team, right? That that includes Oklahoma City, that includes Tulsa, that includes El Paso. There's that's, a lot of there's that's two, who I would there's pick. a lot of teams. That's why I would pick is El Paso. I really yeah, want to go too. to El Paso. Yeah. A uh, locomotive game. I go back to my, where my dad pitched, man. So that's, oh, that's kind of where for me it would be a, a fun place to go. So that's go. where El Paso is always my um, definitely circled for me as, as a place to go. And uh, shout out to Paul Topier, who also has uh, family in the region as well. So 
him and I always talk about El Paso and kind of scoreboard watch them a little bit to see how they're mm-hmm. doing because fun cool. stadium. It's where the Padres minor league affiliate obviously plays for yeah. Padre fans. So uh, we've gotten to know it over the years on that side. So it's also kind of fun on the soccer side to be able to maybe go catch a game and uh, play against them. Get some Chihuahua gear. Chihuahuas. I have some Chihuahua nice. gear. Shout out to uh, Jorge. Jorge A for the question on Discord. Yes. Uh, moving on. Jason uh, T. Who's Jason T? Jason Thomas? Okay, we're skipping that question. <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> um, moving forward uh, this is a terrible question from Jason Thomas. I don't even have to read it to know it's terrible. Uh, but Okay, fine. I guess we'll read it. Uh, what would you change about the TV broadcast? Ooh, hold on. It is a good question. Jason Thomas asks, uh, what would you change about the TV broadcast? Uh, when is the club going to sign Hex? <sighs> I knew React to me! Uh, and we're back to being <laughs> a terrible question. <laughs> the top of the Canadian Rockies. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. Oh. Gotta work on my axle. But yeah. I uh, think, second part I of that question again the first part. <laughs> but continue. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I think the, t- our, the, the Loyals TV broadcast has been really good. I think Shannon is, oh, yeah. uh, is phenomenal. I think Jack is really good on play-by-play. Now the, have them every game. Op- that's what I would say. Yeah. Say. Now opposition, uh, that's uh, uh, suspect. I'll say. So I think yeah. that my my answer to that question is I want to change the away TV broadcasts to be have our home TV broadcasters doing them. For that's sure. I just I just yeah. want to I just want to say and and this is not a, like a, a racial thing. I promise. I, I really promise. I loved this guy for the most part, but there was. Did, did anybody hear that the Jamaican guy? That was cool. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, my, my wife kept bringing it up. I don't want to get was just like, I don't she was get like, in trouble. Wait, what is this guy? Like, why is he saying the names uh, weird? And we, I was like, we don't, don't, don't like, get me started. What is and going I think on? even in the last match against Galaxy, they said something like, "Oh, he's on loan from." It was somewhere else. It wasn't even LAFC, and they were talking about Guido. And I was like, "What are they talking about? They just had it wrong. Like, just yeah. flat it wrong." And it's just. It lowers the level of what you're watching, you know. It's pretty good. You got to watch on a mute, or you can always tune in with our friends, uh, Two Balls. They got their Zoom going on, so if you want a side commentary, I'm sure they can provide you one as well. So, uh, you know, that's that's always out there floating. So maybe we can do one sometime. We'll do it in the Discord in a voice channel. We can uh, have a side commentary. There you go. For when we don't have Shannon and Jack, because they've been fantastic. That's definitely my pick, and I would say generally get better angles, better replays. But with this level. It's you only got so many cameras, you only have so much production facility time, and I think for running it through all the different layers they do, they actually do a pretty good job from the visual side, uh, much higher level than what I was anticipating actually from watching a lot last year for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't. Okay, so here's the thing, Jason: is I wouldn't sign Hexall. I kind of <laughs> like who we have on TV right now. If we could somehow translate that onto radio, it'd be good. Uh, I also happen to know a fantastic fantastic play-by-play guy that has yet to be even considered i i i feel like mr craig elston would do such a good job on radio such a good job on radio but he would be my pick i mean listen not just because the guy is a good friend of mine but really, honestly, because he is talented, go and check out some of the YouTube videos for the soccer games and just listen to his goal calls. You'll get pumped up. Like, mm-hmm. the yeah. guy knows the sport. If he 
if he has not been considered, that's a crime because he really it's is one a, of the best. He, he's got me the most. He got me listening to Goals Hockey Man. I'm a I'm kind of a hockey guy, and I've lived in Wisconsin long enough to know I would really like hockey. I I would I would have gotten into it. Um, but he had me loving the goals, man, and listening while he was doing the announcing there because he is just that kind of an electric uh, voice that really brings you in and makes you feel like you're part of it. So yeah. really love that dude. I'm, I'm second on that, Jerry, big time. Thank I'm riding you. sidecar with you in that motorcycle. Nice. Hell yeah. There we go. Okay, Victor Lopez, yeah. question. If Lopez. given the opportunity to change kit colors, what color would you pick as the third kit for SD Loyal? Can I go first? Can Ooh. I go first? Can I go first? Yeah. You okay. can go first, Jerry. Listen. First of all, we shouldn't have a white kit. Second of all, the orange kit should be our away kit, which it is, but it should stay. And our home kit should be Tory Green. Okay? So here's here's what I envision. Tory Green as the home kit. Orange as the away kit. Are you ready for this one? Third kit? Teal. Teal third kit mm. for san diego loyal mm. the one of the teals pick one in the crest underneath loyal yeah yeah, yeah. that's no, i definitely like that. that's what i would do third one down for sure but because we different no, around here all right go ahead guys sorry if i killed it for you because i know my picks are amazing they're they're just incredible i'm so blown away no i think i think the only thing i would change would <laughs> the, be why old... that, wait 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 what that sounded hella sarcastic steve <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not wrong. The only thing I would change is is home whites for home Tories. I love yeah. black as the third kit, the the kind of black heather gray. I think it's a rad kit. I love the orange too. So, really, all I, all I would change would be home whites for home Tories. I'm with I'm with Jerry on the and both of you on this the flip of the jerseys moving uh, orange to full time away, which is I think the intent long term probably and and moving white out of the the color scheme there. Hopefully they don't make that the away. That would kind of not be great. But the third one for me would actually be maybe borrowing from us at some point. Maybe not next year, but I would say like five years down the road when the locals have fully earned it to make it our kit and have it be the locals kind of mustard. Um, goldenrod yellow that Ooh. we've come to claim as our third color as that third kit, even though it's not their color and it's not in their crest and it's our color. Um, but being something we maybe work on together uh, would be pretty cool. So that would be my pick. Indeed. I like or something that, like dude. super pink or purple because people seem to like those as well. And I do too. I always think it's a fun change up with those colors also go pretty well. The, the pink and the orange would be kind of violent a little bit to your eyes, but uh, <laughs> it would be, be kind of interesting. Purple might work a little better there. I feel like cool. this, this club is willing to do some uh, weird and different things, so that's kind of cool. So we'll, I can't yes. wait to see what, oh, yeah. what happens. Never not surprising. Okay, so Eric has a whole bunch of questions. I'm going to let Drew kind of go through them and uh, pick the I'm ones that are actually that actually matter. Yeah, yeah. I'll answer. Yeah, I'll answer go. the ones that we already answered. Uh, how proud are you of the club? So proud. We all said amazingly how many. How proud we are. Um, you can count all the prouds of, of our statement after the Los Dos game. Will you beat Phoenix three zero or three two? Ooh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three two again. Uh, if we're able to pull this one off, personally, three zero would be that. Like let's three zero walk out of the season. I feel like we won the championship at that point. If we if we actually beat them three zero, right? What do you guys say? Yeah, so yeah, so one happen. thing that one thing that <laughs> we didn't really touch on was was any sort of preview, and I think eh, that's okay. We played um, last I week. Think, I think regardless of if we make the playoffs, I'm incredibly proud of how this club finished the season. Um, we were we were down, man. We couldn't score. Oh, yeah. We were losing. 
and they you said we're not done. We're not done. There's still a chance. We're not going to stand for this. This isn't acceptable. All superlatives, but look at Steve being the president. I'm so proud, regardless of whether we win or no. We're winning this damn game, Stephen. <laughs> no, I'm saying the club said that. I'm saying the club said that. Yeah. Oh, okay. My point is that they they didn't just say the season's over. We can't score. Yeah. They said, how can we make this better? This isn't acceptable for our fans or our supporters. And I, I love that. I, I love that. So I, I hope we go out with a bang and with a win. But regardless, I'm, I'm pretty proud of how this club finished the season. I still oh, think yeah. we'll win. I think we're going to want to make a statement, especially after last week. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to go on predictions, I'll say 3-1 loyal. Love it. Oh, I like it. Okay, 2-0. Ooh, nice. loyal. Jerry never I'm, gives predictions, so this is a it. moment. Ah, Mark just it freaking down, jinxed it. That's what it's going to be. Okay, yeah, got it in my notes here. Um, what is? What else we uh, what are the yeah, so when we do make it into the playoffs, we'll be wearing the orange, orange kits every game. I think that kind of ended this game, but we'll see. Maybe they, it's up to the players, right? It's their thing. It's like whether or not they like doing it. I think so. Maybe we'll bring out the black kits this game. That would also have a lot of meaning behind it yes. as well. Um, when will you announce the locals beer and will be available for at? All home matches once they resume. Yes and yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anymore, that's, it. that's it right there, Drew. Yes and yes. Uh, yes and yes. Did, will we announce the locals' beer eventually? Will it be available at home matches eventually? Um, it's up to USD. I'll he, say that much. No, it's not. Yeah. I'm sneaking that beer in. All right. Let's oh, oh, will, it be, will it be available from taps from the club? Yeah, and he USD? didn't specify. No. Maybe. <laughs> We don't know, but yes and yes, I think is the correct Maybe. answer. Um, Will it be available from Jerry's pockets? Correct. Yes. Or a special backpack in a corner <laughs> under the bleachers. You have to just go under the bleachers. <laughs> That's where it'll be. The special the, locals cooler. Yeah, they'll give us a bar under the bleachers. It's just a guy with a, a table. Um, yep. so hey, you want the just, special beer? Just a thought of, and so we got Tom Blicker. Good questions, Eric. And Eric's always engaging on uh, Discord, so thanks, man, Excellent. for always mucking it up. Uh, Tom Blick. Uh, our director of stadium ops here throwing one in there. Just a question for the pod, but might be too late. What happens first? A stadium for Loyal or Los Dos putting an actual statement out <laughs> based on this last week's game? I'm going with the former because <laughs> the latter, I'm pretty sure, based on their three tweets Still about other there, games. That's yeah, I don't, never I don't think that's coming, man. I really don't. As much as it pains me and makes me angry every day I wake up and I look at their Twitter to see, uh, no. It's not. It's not coming. We might so. see some uh, renderings from the Los Dos uh, statement that could possibly come out, but uh, I don't think that's even going to come to fruition before a, a stadium for Loyal. So. We may be able to leak some documents, but I don't think they'll actually put out a statement. No. I think that's more likely yeah, that WikiLeaks does an expose on LA Galaxy before uh, before they put out a statement for sure. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. that's or it's unfortunately a sad question, but it's also a very funny question. So thanks, Tom. That's a. Uh, that's a good one. So thanks, guys, for writing those in. Thanks to your Discord fam uh, for always just checking in. And uh, let us know. We've we got a lot of song suggestions. We might do a song roundtable soon as well. So if you do want to get in, especially about talking songs, talking chants, moving yes. into the offseason, that's going to be something that will probably heat up. Please, please join the Discord because otherwise we can't hear from you uh, in that forum and, and talk with like-minded people. So thank you for that, guys. Yep. Yeah, it's a big it's one. Been a- it's been a it's been a long season, and I think next week after the the last match we'll have a wrap up. But it's been a long season, and nobody wanted this to happen. We wanted to connect with all of you listeners and all of our members so much more. And 
that being said, it's about to become a long off season. We've had these matches to kind of connect and 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 have some some common feel to each other, but once the season ends, um, it's going to be a long off season. So we will continue this podcast. Please, please join Discord. Please stay engaged. We ha- we'll have like Drew said, we'll have songs. We're gonna look forward to next season. We'll well, we have some ideas on how we want to keep all of our members engaged, but um, how we do that is through Discord because social media is one thing, but being able to connect and getting direct feedback is another. So please, please, please join the Discord. Shouts to Drew. Really, really spear, you know, spearheading this, the, the Discord in general. So big shouts to Drew. I wouldn't be able to do it without my man Kyle Smith, who's our admin with the uh, Mad Men's. Um, I was trying to make admin rhyme with something. I could not make it work. So there you go. Thanks, Kyle, for making it all kind of turn and look easy. So uh, with that being said, once again, uh, Mr. Donovan, what are we supposed to be doing, man? This last match coming up into this game, coming in, you know, against a team that we have already beat barely. The lead... Leaders of the pack, I guess you can say. I mean, what are we supposed to do? We just have to make more soccer plays. Okay, we got it. So, got it. yeah. Uh, <laughs> ready. Ready. Again, what, what are we? What are we? What? We just have to make more soccer more plays. Soccer plays. More soccer plays. So- soccer. Soccer plays. It sounds like uh, Har- Harrison. Fo- Gotta make uh, more uh, Millennium Falcon soccer plays. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Millennium Falcon soccer plays. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, that's it. That's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you guys again for joining us. We had one last thing. Uh, there was a video that came out from San Diego Loyal where they asked Elijah Martin, you know, what what can we all do to be better? And uh, we're going to let him kind of take it away and uh, call it a night. But listen to what he says because it comes right from the heart, right? It's like, what can we all do to be better? And... Um, it's honestly really good advice. So listen to that. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say from Mr. Steve Brokoff and Mr. Drew Steck. My name is Mr. Jerry Jimenez. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Jimenez, you've been listening to the Loyal Locals podcast. We'll see you very you soon. All. I promise. Um, you know, maybe there might be there might be a postseason for us as well. Maybe not just the Potters. We might get it as well. So, uh Mr. Elijah Martin, what can we all do better? Let's go. The first thing I would tell them is to do research. Research, know your history, your proper history. You know, know you know why this is going on. Know why there's a lot of people hurting. Know why there's a lot of people that, you know, really want to see change. And the second thing I would tell them is to just um, learn to love more. You know, I don't think that there's a such thing as, you know, loving too much. And what love does, love, love is very, very, very contagious. And the more you love, the more that spreads. And the more what love does for me, love, you know, gives me some sorts of, uh, of, of compassion. And I feel like there's a lot of, of that missing in this world. You know, a lot of people don't understand what certain people are going through. So they make quick judgments and, and uh, jump to conclusion. But, uh, but, you know, what love has done for me, love has really given me a great sense of compassion for other people. And, me, I just want people to be happy and, 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 and to like and love one another.